Bello on the beat. What's going on, everybody? Jay Wright, Frustrated Black Christian Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another episode, episode three of this podcast. And this is the second part of our conversation with Alden James and Dedrick Brown, a.k.a. my brothers, a.k.a. 5702 podcast uh and this is part two of redemption song i'm not gonna hold you up let's go right into the podcast hope you pray that you get something out of it let's listen and eventually love is gonna uh, do what it does. Right. It's gonna if it's got to rebuke you, it's gonna rebuke you. Right. If it got to expose you, it's gonna expose you. But mm-hmm. it'll come right back yeah. and love on you right, and right. heal you and get you back to that place. That's true. So when you figure out the difference between love and attention, those people who you've been seeking attention from for so long start to die off, and those faithful few of people that's that's that loves you will still stand. Yeah, yeah man. That's so, true, bro. Man, it's like, bro. That's true. We have to learn the difference. Yeah, man. Um, I I think with that, uh, like that similar that similar build, um, it can be confusing if you're looking at it with the wrong in the in the wrong aspect, and um, you know, going back to the beginning, you know. I had somebody that actually loved me, genuinely loved me. They wanted to, wanted to be everything that I needed her to be. But the fact that uh, I was getting the attention from this one or that one or this one or that one right. or that one or this one. And, you know, you just like, yeah, I love you too, but look at all of this attention that I'm getting. I never got this attention before. I never... You know, people didn't like me like this before. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, everybody loved me. Like, what do I do? It, like, literally, like, that's the question that I was I, I was asking myself. Like, okay, what do I do? Like, mm-hmm. why did y'all wait? Why did this happen to me now when I want to love somebody? Right. But all this attention, okay, now that I'm looking at it with the, when I'm looking at it with the wrong eye, I'm like, okay, I mean, this only... What they say, YOLO, you only live once. Mm-hmm. So you go look, <laughs> and then you turn back around, and the one that you love, you see her, you see her walking away, if we want to be honest. We right. see her walking right. away. Right, right, And so now you done, you, you got to almost sprint and run to try to catch and make amends. You got to work double time. You got to work double time. And so it was – it when you're looking at it from the wrong perspective, like, oh, I never had this, I never had that. You're gonna go to the attention because the attention is the the big what they call the, the big fireworks and all the other stuff. But right here to the side is the perfect thing, right? But and that's what love and that's the love. And uh, you know, I almost I almost lost out of my love, but uh, now I got it now. I ain't messing it up. Got to listen now. I got yeah. to listen now. Though. I think that uh, you want to say something, bro? Oh no, I just uh, I just listen to the story. I mean, yeah, everybody ain't um. Uh, I see what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to think of the right words to say, so I don't say the wrong words. 
Um, I think a, attention to will call if you don't like take time to yourself and find out like what is love for real and get around people like uh mentor i'm gonna say mentors and and friends that got the right mindset shoot you got to be out careful out here with your mentor too hmm. yeah well that's a whole nother subject doc. yeah well, hit on it a little bit yeah because um, they will undercut you because <laughs> they they seeking their attention right See, this is the thing about attention that we don't understand, and I'm going to make you laugh on this. I know Alton will laugh on this one. Attention is like a cubic zirconium, but love is like a diamond in the rough. <laughs> 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 love is like a diamond in the rough. Oh, Because a cubic zirconium will shine, and you can hold it, you can wear it, but they don't got no value to it. You're right about it. Though. But that diamond in the rough, you got to take the time and work on it. Get that dirt off of it. Get work, that coal nah. off of it. Chip away at it. And if you keep working at it, that's what love do. Love works at it. Uh, works, love works at your flaws until mm-hmm. you can become that perfect, shiny thing that you knew that person was going to be yeah, or that you saw that person was going to be. You keep working at it. And it's a continual, continuous thing or whatever like that mm. man my wife loved on me man yeah man even when i didn't love myself bro. right like she she she'll tell me all the time lodge one you don't give yourself enough credit mm-hmm. lodge one you deserve this you deserve this you you need to your voice matters your voice needs to be heard when i didn't see my own value when other people wanted Cause this is the thing: people that don't know love, when they got it, they'll tell you to throw away your love. Yeah, man. Because they don't got love. Yeah. But when you got love and you know you got love, you will work at it. And man, she worked on me, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I believe she. The Bible says, "Who whosoever find a wife find it the good thing and obtain favor from God." That yeah, favor allows you to become yeah mm-hmm. you never become until you find that person who you're supposed to be with or whatever yeah. like that mm-hmm. and that's what love does man and and i guess like we said earlier you got to find love in yourself first yeah mm-hmm. but even in that because love hides a multitude of faults god is so gracious mm-hmm. that he for me he allowed me to be with somebody that showed me love right, right, right. even when i was in a world of attention mm-hmm. yeah Singing, preaching, all this kind of stuff. People yeah, love me yeah. for all of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then they, they love me for it, but they don't love me. Yeah. Right, man. That's true. Attention yeah. loves you for mm-hmm. and because. But love just does what it does. It loves. It loves, yeah. That's true, man. So, man, that... that That's true. Yeah. Look, man, you be saying stuff that's real, bro. Me. You know, I'm going through my thing, and y'all too. You know, y'all get one get married, one is married. I'm coming from marriage. I would say for the people that's getting married, or you know, in relationships pursuing marriage, watch the people that plant in your garden. Mm. And I'm telling you, people, whoever listening, like you got to be careful about the people that really plant seeds into your garden. That's good. And you have to look at your marriage as a clean slate, as a clean garden. And it's just you two that's the tillers and that's the the people that's over it. But when you start letting people come drop seeds in your 
in your garden, the wrong seeds, mm-hmm. that tree going to grow up. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. It's going to produce a wrong tree. And when you start acting up, and uh, both of y'all start acting up in that thing, and you realize that the person that helped you grow the tree, they going to be gone. Mm-hmm. And now you got a whole bad tree in your garden. And yeah. when I'm saying in your marriage, you got a whole bad tree in there. Yeah, man. Yeah. So you, I, like, I wish I think I wish I would have caught that back then. But for the people, like I said, the people that are listening, watch the people that dropping the seeds in your garden. Yeah, man. It's real. Yeah. Those those seeds are those thoughts. And it, it kind of go into what we were saying. Everybody who claims they're your mentor, they're mm-hmm. really not your mentor. Yeah. Because what happens is, and man, we are so guilty of this junk. We'll tell people what we would do if we were in that situation. Right. And then when that person takes the advice that you gave them, mm-hmm. they do what you said you would do. Right. When they do it, you turn around and stab them in the back and ostracize them yeah. because they did what you told them to do. Yeah. You planted that seed. Mm-hmm. And thank God he's gracious enough mm-hmm. not to forget the seeds that you sowed. Right. Yeah, even man. the wrong one. Yeah. Because you should have told that person, hey, man, I know you might be feeling this way about your spouse. Hey, young girl, a woman, I know you might be feeling this way about your spouse, but hold on. If you believe in it, you know, give them something. This has been my thing. Even even when I can't give people good advice, I give them God advice, meaning I go to the scriptures. Right. Because my advice might be wrong mm-hmm. but if i don't have nothing that's going to be productive or whatever like that something i don't know of go to the bible the bible has everything that we need right to to help us live the life that we need to live and that will give us the strength if we want to take it up but mm-hmm. see nowadays the the word is boring right we rather go to this person that's prophesying or this person that's preaching and that's turning these churches out mm-hmm. but when they say amen you're turning these women out yeah, man. And right. you're turning these men out or whatever the case may be. You don't got no character. Yeah. You don't got no uh, uh, no standard about yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't know your value. So uh, as I told my wife this morning, what happens is you holding out. You're not dealing with what's going on on the inside of you. And you think you're preaching. But what you're actually doing is spewing venom mm-hmm. on the people. Mm-hmm. And because you don't got no character, you tell them this, these false things, and when they do what you said you would do, now you're talking about them. Right. Now you're trashing them. That's true. Now you're telling them how, how worthless they are or whatever like that and, and, and exposing them when you were the one at hand that you got, you got the blood on your hand. Right. Yeah, man. That's true. I, one thing I appreciate about you, bro, <clears throat> I remember one time I was just calling – I was both of y'all. I was calling to complain to uh, Jay about something, and at, I guess because he he heard me and was feeling my pain type of thing. You know how brothers do; they feel your pain. But I'm gonna tell you what 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 makes him a good brother. He heard what I said, and he he kind of fed into what I was saying a little bit that first day. <laughs> so he was like, "Yeah, man." So I said, so I said, "I'm like, all right, yeah, man, right." And then the next day he called me back. He said, "Man, I had to call you back." I was like, for what? He was like, man. And this is another thing about having, you know, real people that's connected to God for real. He called back. He said, man. He said, I apologize for what I told you yesterday. 
And I was like, what? It's like, bro, we was, I thought we was, you was hearing what I said. <laughs> he was like, nah, man. He said, God convicted me, uh, convicted me of what I had said to you. Goes back to what I said about the seed being in the garden. Mm-hmm. He realized and God said, basically told him that, hey, that was the wrong seed that you dropped. So you need to go back and fix what you said. And he, thank God, he had came back and said, you know what, man, I'm sorry. And that's what makes him a, a true brother for real. Like, mm-hmm. He came and admit that, man, I shouldn't have said that to you, bro. Yeah. Right, right. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All my guys, man. And uh, But you can get caught up in that. You know, when you see your family going through. Yeah. When I see y'all boys going through and y'all come and talk to me, just that older brother an instinct in me be wanting to go set it off, man. Mm-hmm. I, I remember sh- last year when me and you was talking about some stuff, like, man, I wanted to go see bro about Deji. Yeah. I wanted to go see bro about D. I wanted to go see bro about Alden or whatever like that. And and I had to learn how to check myself because in this, I realized that although we are helpers in our, in this role of redemption, I can't walk this role of redemption for y'all. Right. That's true. In the times where... I could have messed up your healing or your breakthrough uh, by me trying to walk it out for you and mm-hmm. not with you. Right. I think that's where me and Alden kind of messed up at. Mm-hmm. You know, you see him fall. Okay, we're going to get through this. We're going we gonna, uh, we to battle through this and blah, 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 blah. And, 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 and I go through it or whatever like that. And then, you know, something else might happen or whatever like that. Oh, we're going to make it through, blah, 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 blah. But it was like a change this time was I didn't feel that release to walk for him. Right. It was kind of like, kind of like this. When I, I got I got into three accidents, I got, when I, I graduated in 2004, my mom and dad got me a, a Impala, a 2004 Impala. Mm-hmm. I drove that mud reckless. Very got in, reckless. <laughs> <laughs> I got into accidents after accident after accident. My mom and dad, every time I got into an accident, my mom and daddy would pay this insurance, pay the increase of the insurance, then get my car fixed. So I lived it as if no consequences or whatever. But it took this final time I got into an accident and my license got suspended where my parents well, it was more so my daddy than anything because my mama, she probably would have paid for it yeah, again she if she could have. But my daddy was like, no, this car is going to sit here mm-hmm. until you get it yourself. Right. I'm not going to pay for it. I'm not going to uh, – he turned everything over to me. I had to make monthly payments. I had to uh, crank the car up to make sure the battery don't die. <laughs> when the battery didn't die, when the battery did die, I had to walk to, uh, around the corner to uh, a half a mile to AutoZone oh, yeah. on Merrill Road mm-hmm. to, <laughs> to get that mud charged. <laughs> I had to do all that stuff, and I could not get that car on the road again until I did it. And that's how I kind of felt like me and Alda had got to that place where it's like, okay, man, although I, I felt my father when he did that to me, and I'm not saying I'm your father or nothing like that. We brothers. You're my, you're my brother. You're my bro. But it's like I can't walk it for him this time. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can cover you, but I can't take up for you. Right. If you want to move forward in life, you got to take this step and do it on your own, man. And not only did Alden do it on his own, he crushed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He 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 got the help that he needed. He he Alden has always been a person of accountability, so that wasn't so no surprise for me that Alden would take the full blame and take accountability for his actions and. 
and 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 when instead of Alden using that accountability key to ease over the situation, mm-hmm. Alden used accountability to get over the situation. Right. Yeah. And then place himself in a situation where, okay, I'm not going to do this no more. He had to be determined in his own mind. Now he's moving forward at what I think is double time in, in life. And he's doing stuff in school, yeah. about to get married, yeah. doing all this kind of stuff like that. And it's like I'm watching from and saying, man, I'm proud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of, of what he did or whatever like that. It's like uh, uh, a lot of times what happens, especially with mentors, is when we take up for people or when we walk for people and not walk with people, we tend to take the credit up for ourselves. Mm-hmm. There's no way that I could take credit for what God is doing in his life. I, there's no credit, no way I could take credit for what God is doing for Alden right now because that's all God and that's all Alden getting up and doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. And now is the time where D has the opportunity where we know what works now. Right. Mm-hmm. We're not, we don't baby one another. Mm-hmm. Bro, you messed up, get your butt up, mm-hmm. admit to your mistakes, and, and what you going to do different this time so that you can uh, get back to where you know you're supposed to be at? Yeah, man. Definitely. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, it was uh, everybody was worried about uh, coronavirus in 2020. I was worried about something else. <laughs> 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 yeah. Coronavirus was not my issue in 2020. My life was my issue. And uh, it was way, you know. Way didn't have nothing to do with coronavirus, and um, it was just I I really came to the place where it was just like, man, what what now? Like, okay, what you gonna do? Uh, is you or ain't you? Uh, is this about to happen or ain't this about to happen? You about mm-hmm. to let your life fall flat in front of you? Then you got to start all over again, right? Like, why why do, why do these things when you could just you know? I always make the um. The analogy, you don't have to uh, blow up the entire block. Just fix the building. Right. Mm-hmm. And I really began to fix the building, and the building that I fixed was me. Right. And uh, once I fixed my building, then guess what? The block looked so much better. Yeah. And uh, everything just began to just work out. And, um, you know, it's still... You know, did some you had to do some construction? Yes, plenty. Still remodeling, but you know, everything's on schedule. These and, analogies and, that we coming up with is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> People gonna be like, "What? Build it?" But yeah, I mean, I it's put the just, thing in the thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know it. <laughs> but uh, it's just it's working out. Um, you know, nothing is. Nothing's a finished product currently, but soon it will be. Mm-hmm. And you know, even when you finish a pro uh, a project, you, there's still little kinks and stuff that you got to work out and stuff like that. But hey, I'm definitely um, so much better for for it, and uh, I I appreciate everybody that had my back, everybody that was down for me. Everybody that wasn't down for me because uh, I needed to see who the people that weren't down for me. And uh, it was just kind of like, 
I when I say when when I say people that wasn't down for me, I mean people that counted me out. People right. that did not want to see me succeed. Like did Jay give me I almost call him the the uh uh you can't say the probably can't say the N word, but I almost <laughs> <laughs> He gave me something that he never gave. Now, I think he said it. Uh, tough love. I, me and him talk every day. Mm-hmm. And um, when I didn't hear from him, it was almost like I lost two times. You know, how you, you mess up, you, you lost that one. And then, so it was almost like I lost two times. Like, okay, I lost her and I lost him. What am I going to do? <laughs> 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 what am I gonna do? <laughs> this we got we got to fix this. This got to change. Literally, like I was sitting. Who made up that song to my? I was sitting in my room, something like that. And oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I literally oh, was. Like yeah. <laughs> But that was li- that was I was But that was literally me. I was just sitting in my room and the rest of the God I hate you, Daddy. <laughs> the rest of the lyrics was blank after that. I didn't know what I was gonna do. And so, oh man! <laughs> man but it was it was kind of like I he just gave me tough love, and you know I'm used I was used to him. All right, bro, it's gonna be okay. This is this is what we can do. Mm-hmm. But I had to sit there and say, "What am I gonna do? Not what we gonna do. What am I gonna do?" And so I had to fix my own situation, and uh. It showed me a strength that I didn't understand that I had Mm -hmm. to be able to get rid of. I ain't going to say get rid of because, you know, that's something that that's that's a forever fight that you just got to keep fighting. Um, But it's something that I was able to suppress and get under control because I took the time to make a plan, be honest with myself. And work sincerely work on it, not like just sweep it under the rug. Right. Because when you sweep something under the rug, as soon as you step on the rug, it's just gonna start oh, spewing right. out of the side. Yep. So it's not something that I swept under the rug. It's something that I actually was was able to get under control, suppress, and uh, like I said, I'm just better for it, man. But yeah, that N word gave me some. Uh, Tough love that I didn't. At, of course, at the time, you never know that you need it. You never know that you need it at the time. Mm. Uh, but, but this was the thing I never, I, I, I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But it's like, for some reason, I just didn't have that. Being a leader, you get like when you're a leader and something damaging happens. One thing that we that you'll do is, okay, it happened. Okay, what's the game plan? And then you you can master you can get a game plan. Imagine a game plan in your head about okay right, how right. we gonna move forward with all of this. But this time it was like there is no plan. I just I ran away. Yeah. I had to run away. I take my wife, take my kids, and we just got away or whatever like that. But like I said, it all ended up 
turning out for the better. And, and like I said, I'm really uh, proud of the steps that you're taking and, and the road that you're going. And not only you, but Dedrick too. You know, Dedrick is uh, on his road to redemp of redemption. Uh, I think that Alden is a little further along than Dedrick is, but Dedrick is on his way mm -hmm. because Dedrick is still figuring out. I think you're still figuring out your words. Right. That's me. For somebody that's so, man. There you go. Talented. Yeah, for real. The most. But see, talent don't really matter when you don't know your value. That's right. Yeah. You're the most talented person in our family. Clearly. All I know, I do play the drums. That's it. But I'm just saying overall, more than instruments and all that kind of stuff like that. No, that's my only talent. You know, <laughs> playing the drums. Uh, <laughs> fixing cars, whatever you do. Those are your gifts, and people can use you for your gift, but they do they know the value, which is the person mm -hmm. behind that gift. Yeah. And I think you're still trying to figure all of that out. Who's for me? Who's not for me? And I try to tell you, I you know, the times we talk, I tell you, like, man, you know, I got your back. Yeah. Alvin got your back. You know, Sheldon, he got your back or whatever like that. And, you know, whatever, you know, you need from us, let, let us know. Let me know or whatever like that. And we will try to be there for you. But... Like you said, we're just at this point in life that you can't do it for them. They got to get up and figure it out for themselves. Mm -hmm. And you're figuring it out because I love seeing you spend the time with your children. I love seeing you uh, take take accountability. And like you said, even going back to the place where it all where the damage was caused at. Yeah. I don't know how you do it because I, don't know I could not do it. When I tell you I'd be Tasmanian devil in that month. Man, I would have came in there, tapped on the mic and like, all right, <laughs> you stand up. You did this. Right. You did that. You did, And y'all got to read, man, I could not do it. But Tasmanian it takes, devil. it takes, I want to say something else. I'm not going to say what I really want to say, but it takes guts. Okay, I know what you want to say. To step up and to to do something like that, so that's that. I think that's really big of you, and and by you taking that step, D, that's helping in your healing process. Yeah, yeah, man. I I, I just think with the the path that we're going, you just can't stop. It's always easy. Like I, honestly, this this year, twenty twenty one, my word is consistency. I'm not quitting, mm -hmm. and it's so easy for us to quit. And uh, I'm just not quitting. I'm not quitting nothing. Right. Like I'm. I'm not. I might be a little fat right now. I'm not gonna be fat. I'm gonna. Just to, that's something that I want. Some people fine with their body. I'm not fine with my body. Nah. I'm going to lose. Of course, because you 110. But I'm fine. I'm not fine with my body, so I'm going to work on it. I'm not fine with just uh, having a regular nine to five. I'm oh, so I'm going to work on it. I'm not fine with having a, a normal relationship with God, so mm -hmm. I'm going to work on it. And it's kind of like I'm not quitting this no more. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not quitting no more. Too many people are quitting, and uh, I'm not quitting on myself over more than more than anything but God, of course. But I'm not I'm not quitting on myself. Like I, I'm I'm just not. I, that's the mindset that I'm having. 
that I have now that I'm just not quitting on myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything that's meant f- to be lined up with me, that's what I'm going to get. I, I'm just not quitting on myself no more. Yeah. And that's the mentality that all three of us got to have, that we're just not quitting on ourselves no more. If we don't quit on ourselves, then the things that we are meant to do, we'll do those things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you just can't quit on yourself, bro. Don't quit. I was, that's what I was saying. That. I was like that. I was sitting in my room feeling so confused. <laughs> Christ and Nazareth. Asking God, what is Jesus my prayer? And it didn't not go like that. It did. No, it didn't. That's what the song I was talking prayer. about. It's perfect. <laughs> You got a you got a trillion at the end. But you know what? I wrote that song in probably the deep, the dark, one of the darkest times of my life. Because mm-hmm. I was honestly, I've never been a suicidal person. Right. But I had thoughts of suicide. Mm-hmm. And me and Keisha, we were going together, and it was a lot of people that were against our relationship right. in church, both sides of the family. Mm-hmm. You know, giving us flack or whatever like that. At that time, I didn't have a job. Then how you gonna marry him? He ain't got no job. How you going to uh, be with him and he ain't got no job? He taking your money. He doing this and he doing that. Mm. And, 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 and let me say this. This is a sidebar. Last week, I said a lot of that stuff, talked about a, a lot of in me and Keisha relationship. And I started feeling bad about it or whatever like that. But, you know, me and Keisha was talking about it today. I was like, no, I'm not going to feel bad about my truth. Right. Because that was my truth. That's and yours, back yeah. then, bro, I was on the verge of wanting to kill myself to commit suicide because I felt like I'd be better off or not even I'd be better off. Keisha would be better off without me because right. mm. she was going to love Keisha. Keisha was going to love me regardless. She right. told me ain't no breaking up with us. Mm-hmm. Like I'm with you to the end. You right, know, right. ain't no breaking up with us. Mm-hmm. So I knew she would not break up with me. Even I'm telling you this, even I tried to break up with her and she mm-hmm. would not break up with me. So I was so down about how life was going at that time that I was commit I was c- contemplating suicide. Right. And that's when those words came. One day I was sitting in my room sitting so confused asking right. God what is my purpose. We laugh about it now, but right, back right. then that just, it just triggered something in me like man that was my road to redemption like yeah. man God what is my purpose right, man it's right. like man these people don't think I'm no good right, everybody right. thinking that I'm stealing from the girl I love and mm-hmm. whatever the case may be yeah. when it's the complete opposite and 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 what do I got to do to show people my words right that's when it happened mm-hmm. it ain't for people to see your words you got to see your own words yeah mm-hmm. yeah man and then when you see your own words you'll get that inside of you like Alden. I'm not going to quit this time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've never threatened to break up or quit my relationship since then. Mm -hmm. I'll never do that. Man, I'm going to get my behind up. I'm going to get up. And then next thing you know, hey, somebody, uh, my Uncle Kent uh, called me out the blue. Hey, I got this. uh, My friend is uh, looking to hire somebody uh, for this position uh, at this job. Are you interested in it? Heck yeah, I'm interested in it. Working mm-hmm. at the garage? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I get up, then I work at the garage, only making $9 an hour. But guess what? I got a job. Got a job. I'm got engaged job. to this girl I'm about to get married to in April of 2010. I got the job in uh, October of 2009. I got the job. Man, faithful, busting my behind. You know what I did with one paycheck? I bust my behind so hard. That same car that was on the road, that was off road. Yeah, I went. I got. I went and got that mud fixed. Brand new tires, battery, 
tag, insurance, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Then you know what I did? I put that girl on the insurance with me. Right. You know what else I did? I gave her the keys to the car, and I said, right. you drive the car, right. and I'm going to keep catching the buzz. Right, right. You know, because I stayed faithful and I didn't quit. What else happened after that? Mm-hmm. In January of 2010, I got called into the office yeah. and said, the boss was like, hey, I got this new project that we're making a bid on for uh, the the uh, port of Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and I want you to be the, the general manager over it. a one point two million dollar uh, uh, account. Yeah, I want you to be a part of it because I didn't quit. It pays off when you don't quit. We yeah, just got to keep reminding my reminding ourselves. That's why the scriptures say, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not His benefits." Right. You're not able to bless God and thank God when you're when you're on the road to redemption. When you forget what he's done in the past, right, right, right. But yeah. when you remember what he's done in your past, man, dang, man, I went from no job to a, a good starting job to becoming a general manager of a project mm-hmm. where me and my wife we went from struggling to living our best life or whatever the case right, might right. be because she didn't give up on me. Mm-hmm. And that's what love is. Love yeah, will never give up on you. So that's when true. you get hold of those people that love you for you, mm-hmm. man, please, yeah. hold on to it, bro. Mm-hmm. Don't let it go. Them people that still speak life into you when you feel like you're dead on the inside, right, right. man, you can't. Because so many people will leave you on the road dead like a carcass and they will drive past you and not only drive past you but point at you Mm -hmm. and tell somebody else what you did to get to that place right Mm -hmm. yes sir you're right about it bro you're right about it thank you for reminding me of that song because it reminded me of where i was at man when i asked god what's my purpose because it was like either you're gonna tell me my purpose or i'm gonna end this thing Mm -hmm. yeah man and Thank God he showed me my purpose. Yeah, man. And, th- and thank God I got up from it. And y'all can get up too. And not only can y'all get up, y'all, man, y'all can, I, I see y'all going way past beyond uh, where we are right now. Okay. And I, I'm going to be up there with y'all. And we're we going we gonna to do this thing together. Yes, sir. I agree. Definitely. I told Keisha, I said, man, I'm at the point in life where I'm only betting on people who bet on me. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm tired of you using me for what I could do for you. Mm-hmm. And you ain't reciprocating that thing back. Right, right. Forget you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the words of my daddy, I'd rather cry with my money <laughs> than to be miserable and broke. Right. And you happy. Mm-hmm. Right, so I'd rather feel lonely for a moment mm-hmm. because I ain't make you happy and you turn you you reject me yeah. than for you to be happy and I don't use up all my resources. Right. Now I'm trying to figure out how in the world I'm going to live. No, no more of that. Mm -hmm. And I got four people I'm accountable to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My wife and my three kids. Yeah. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And then I got the people that surround me and the people that believe in me. In turn, I believe in them as well. Yeah. That's why it's like I'm I'm exchanging this whole project that we're working on, that me and Keisha are working on, that we're doing. Man, I'm only investing in the people that believed in me from the beginning of this journey. Right. I could have paid for some people to help me do this project. Right. But now I don't believe they had a heart for this project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Because, man, it was a lot of blood, sweat, tears, mm-hmm. fights, right. cussings, mm-hmm. all this stuff to get to this journey. And you think I'm going to uh, let some random Joe Smoke come in and, and get the big payoff? Right. No, no man. Mm-hmm. 
y'all my people. I, I will say something else. Y'all, y'all my, y'all my people, and we're gonna do this thing together. Whatever y'all dreams is, man, we're gonna do it together. Yes, sir. So, um, I didn't mean to go on that tangent. That uh, call it Kanye tangent at times when I have <laughs> these moments. Uh, but let's uh, really let's wrap this up. Uh, just for a few moments, we got like five more minutes left because this is going to be a two-part series. Um, if y'all could go back and talk to somebody, or not even go back, if y'all could talk to somebody who is beginning their road to redemption or who even hasn't gotten up to begin their road of redemption, what is it that you would say to them? What advice, what story, what what is it that you would tell them that can help them along their journey? Well, time limit to think. You got something? I do got something I got to think about how Go to ahead. put it. Okay. Um, the same thing that I got for 2021, be consistent. Don't quit. Um, it ain't. It don't get easy. It 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 don't get easy. Um, it well, it can it can become easy, and and not I hate using the word easy because it's never easy. But it be, it become can become doable. Mm-hmm. You can do these things. Uh, you can do all things through Christ, which strengthens you. But you gotta include Him first. Um, I tried it a lot of times. Without him, and fail. <laughs> but now that I'm consistent with him first, now I can be consistent with everything else in my life. And so you gotta get consistent with him first. And nobody asking you to be super saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, fire baptized, preaching the gospel, speaking in tongues. Nobody asking you to do that. But you need to have relationship with God first. That's consistent. I mean, reading your Bible, praying talking to God on a consistent basis, that's how you're going to really begin to build. And he'll show you yourself. And I appreciate him doing that for me because, you know, I thought, you know, like, I, like I told y'all, hey, Alden's nice. Alden's polite. Alden's this. But Alden was horrible. Mm. And, um, you know, now just building a relationship with him and being consistent with him has allowed me to be consistent with the people that I love, the people that I care about. And, um, yeah, so that's why I just say be consistent with him first, and then you'll be consistent with everything else. That's good. Um, I agree. Uh, I think um, finding God first would be the first key thing. That's number one for pretty much everybody. Um, Number two is self-discovery. Like, you you have to discover – like like I said, like I'm at the point where like I'm trying to discover my worth, and that's uh, truth be told, that's what kind of a lot of people is mm-hmm. in their life. They they can fake it like they already know they worth something. Right. Nah, not all the time. Cause you can walk into different pawn shops. Hey, you worth three dollars at this pawn shop. <laughs> Next pawn shop, <laughs> I'm worth five dollars. But <clears throat> self discovery of your worth and understand that the ground that you're laying on is not worth. It's not worthy enough for you to lay on that long. So you have to know that you have to get up and find people who love you. Like, 
I know that we can be, we was talking about attention seekers, that we was attention seekers. Mm-hmm. And you can be that so much to, like Alan said, you forget about the real people that love you for real. We don't been left them behind. Right. Yeah. And you have to search for, like, go on the conquest for those people that, man, look, I'm sorry. I ain't know you love me like that. I wish I would have seen it back then. But now, hey, I'm having a, a wake-up call and I, I need you in my life, you know, because I know you was there. And and real love would say, man, hey, I got you. Right. No matter how far. And that's another thing. And I'm about to say this because I, I got to go. But um, I remember I was always talking about, oh, yeah, I want to have agape love like God. I want to have agape love. But then I figured out why why we could never have really have agape love like God. I just figured this out the other day. God's love is always welcoming. I was ain't. So I can't have agape love because I can't really welcome you like that in in that way. Because yeah, he always has a forgiving heart. He's always just welcoming. To, so that's another thing. You have to be welcoming to love and love yourself and keep people around you that's going to help you. We Everybody need an Elijah in their life. For real. I appreciate that. That's good. Good stuff. Um, yeah, we we don't want to hold up the time. Time is coming, going. Uh, we've been here for a good little while. Like I said, I'm gonna split this up. This is two parts. Um, so um, I think this is really good for um, everybody. So uh, I want to thank my bros again for uh, being on with me, and. Um, We'll we'll do a, a fifty seven oh two edition of frustrated black Christian every now and again. They 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 more popular than me, so they always around <laughs> doing what? something uh, with me. I'm just in my corner doing my little uh, oh. humble podcast, waiting for God to exalt me uh, whenever in my due time. No, uh, but we'll we'll uh, do fifty seven oh two edition of uh, frustrated black Christian. But I appreciate you guys, and um, we'll catch you all later. All right, that was the episode part two of Redemption Song. I want to thank Alden and Dedrick for being on the podcast with me. I appreciate you, fellas. I appreciate your transparency, and I hope and pray more growth in your life um, for the things that you guys have uh, planned for your life. All right? Uh, Thank you all for listening to Frustrated Black Christian Podcast. I really appreciate you all. Um, Very quickly, thoughts from the orange chair uh, tonight or today or this morning, whenever you're listening to this. I'm actually recording this at 1.37 in the morning, but I couldn't go to sleep because I really had this thought in my mind, and I want to drop this on you all. Uh, tonight, I want to challenge you all um, in learning how to identify those in your life who want your advice and your help, and those who are in your life who just want your attention. Uh, I said a couple of weeks ago that I feel that attention is probably the strongest drug uh, in our society today. It's through uh, wanting attention that we uh, do things that we know that we don't want, really want to do. We become people who we really don't want to be. And it's all because of that drug I call attention. Uh, and as you grow and as you mature, uh, you become to, uh, if you have a heart like me, you always want the best for people. And sometimes you have those people that come to you and want to talk to you, ask you for advice, ask you about what you think about certain situations that's going on in their lives. 
and then they turn around and they really didn't want your advice they just actually wanted your attention uh, how do you know the difference between those that want your attention and those who want your advice those who want your advice they will take into consideration everything that you're saying they will take uh, everything that you're saying to heart and then they will consider it even if they don't take the advice they will consider it because you put your time you put your effort you put your energy in giving that person the thoughts that you had that you think that could help them like i said even if they don't take it they take it into consideration those that only want your attention they are filled with the yeah yeah buts you know everything you say yeah but yeah but yeah but well why are we really having this conversation you really didn't want my advice you wanted my attention and those who want attention uh are draining and they can make you bitter and make you angry and it can make you not want to help the next person but you have to learn how to be mature and think and learn how to identify those that want your attention and those who really want your help because everybody don't want your help most people want your attention that's just the society that we live in today but you got to learn how to value yourself learn how to value your time and the more you learn how to value it the better you become and the better you'll be for other people don't get filled with other people's trash learn how to cipher cipher and to filter what you need to take in and what you don't need to take in there's just some people although we love them you don't need to take their advice or you don't need to give them your time and your effort because you're giving them your advice all right um i hope i said something that made sense i might sound like i'm jabbering or rambling a little bit but it is you know 1 40 in the morning so i'm a little tired but you know, I just want to put that bug in your ear. I'm always the type of person that's going that wants to make you aware of what's going on in your surroundings. So um, be aware, be uh, learn to be mature, learn to love yourself enough to identify those who want your advice and those who I call this is frustrated black Christian. I call them attention whores because they all they do is want your advice, only want your attention, and it's draining and it costs you. All right, uh, we'll be back next week. Hope you all enjoyed Frustrated Black Christian podcast. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all next week. All right, peace.